listening to Matt and Brett Love Comics. This is one of your hosts, one of two, part one of two, like Days of Future Past. I am part one, Brett White. And a flashback <laughs> to the beginning of the name of the show, I am Matt. Little. Uh, little. What up? Yeah. Well, I was leaving them in suspense. It's, no, uh, we're transparent here. All of our names are known. That's true. That's true. And speaking of names, we also have, uh, joining us again from the mini episode to the book club episode, we have the very funny and talented Mr. Timmy Wood. Timmy! Thank you. You have been lodging me here for a week now. Yeah. yeah. You thought it was a joke, but... Yeah, yeah. It's been, I've been very comfortable. I haven't called my wife all week. No. She's probably very worried about me. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But Brett did throw my phone out the window. Yeah, also, butt yeah. terrors are a real thing, we've learned. <laughs> I feel like He was going to edit that out. And I now, like, no, he can't. He made a joke about yep. it. No, we, we, do, we do practice editing on this show, but not... Uh, uh, no. Safe editing. Yeah. That'd Safe, be fine. Yeah. I just edit it out when I get a little bit too worked up and say things I shouldn't say about people who I don't like. Yeah. In the industry. Like that one time I, that you... And we're back, guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, you got a little bit of taste of this last week. I should probably stop moving my chair back and forth because my voice is probably. Guys, my brain is going away. Ha! It's okay. <laughs> uh, your brain, your brain is going away because we have uh, had our minds blown by the book club pick this week. Uh, we have read the IDW adaptation of Richard Stark's Parker. Volume 1, The Hunter, written and illustrated by the fabulously talented Darwin Cook. The Darwin Cook. The one and only, because it is true, there is no one else like Darwin Cook in the comics industry. No one looks like him, no one one writes like him. Also, uncommon name. Yeah, Yeah. I think he's the only Canadian that makes uh, comic books as well. Him and Jeff Lemire. Yeah, there you go, those are the only two Canadians. he has an E on the end of his last name. Yeah. yeah, Cookie. Have you actually ever seen? Have you ever seen him in an interview or anything? Or I hear him? legend because like every like everyone's like the Dar- like Darwin Cook is a is a man like like he is people- he, he doesn't look like he's he's got large muscles yeah he's got like a well here's a picture of does his he face. look like Parker no. he look he looks like he could be he could be a criminal like Parker he looks like the most interesting man in the world okay he, he I know <laughs> for a fact that like. He was supposed to do an interview with my bosses at iFanboy, uh-huh. uh, and he made them take a shot of alcohol before the interview, and it was, I think, 10.30 in the morning, or it was a very, <laughs> oh, was that, was it was that a very early hour. Miss? Was that like the, the one he did for, what, Silk Spectre or whatever? No, this, was, was, a, this was at a convention. Sometime. Oh, okay. So everyone was in a party atmosphere. Uh, I I mean, was it on the convention floor? <laughs> I hope so. At 10.30 a.m.? Yeah. Do y'all bring, if y'all, sorry, I, I'm not going to go off topic. I'm going to wait. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and, Timmy, I'm glad that you brought the hardcover version of this book, uh, because that that is actually what uh, kind of led us to read this, because we live in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we keep randomly running into each other on the street. Always. And I know a lot of uh, improvisers and comedians live around that part of yeah. Williamsburg. Yeah. But for some reason, we must yeah. live, like, right around the corner, because you're the only one I ever see. Oh, really? Addresses. Just the other day, I was at the newly reopened Second Stop Cafe, and I saw you walk by. That was three days ago. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, yeah, I live, uh, I live right around the corner. From I there. lived across the street from SNL writer Neil Casey for like a year. Hey, we're it. not talking about so, Queens people. So we're talking about Williams I'm sorry, KRS-One. <laughs> not K, KRS-One was from the Boogie Down Bronx, you guys. <laughs> I was thinking of Nas and the Queensbridge crew, and I got them confused. Anyways, you guys, uh, Parker, but I saw you carrying that. Uh, as you were walking down the street, and I was like, oh, uh, what do you have? And you told me, and I was like, is it good? And you said, yeah. You slapped him in the face really... of the book. I had, yeah. And was like, yeah, was that good? Get up off the ground, and I'll tell you how it was. Darwin <laughs> Cooks, because uh, he's done three of these so far, and his latest one that had just come out, I had yeah. just purchased it. And I, w- I, after you asked me that, I went and sat on a bench and read the whole thing. Oh, wow. In about half an hour. Because these are very quick reads, I'm sure, as y'all realized in reading this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's a point, like... Because, like, the first, uh, like, 20, 30 pages of, of The Hunter, which we're reading, uh, are wordless almost. Like, it's yeah. just, like, him adopting this new identity and uh, all of that. And then it goes... But then also, it's almost like it eases you into prose, because it starts off no words. And then it's more like a comic book with, like, word balloons. 
Uh, and then it, then I turned the page, and this was like last night at like 10.30, and I turned the page, and it's just like, boom, like Watchmen, almost Watchmen style, like text. <laughs> yeah, all gutter of text. Comp. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, it's too late for me to read that much text. Well, I think that's maybe because, like, part of it is this, these are based on a popular series of uh, yeah. crime novels, which I think there's like 20 of them in the series. And so I'm sh- those, he's adapting it, and I think he's just taking a lot of that text word for yeah, word. Yeah. Want, yeah, I would like to, like, know. I think there is a large amount of the, like, original dialogue and stuff that is in the yeah. adaptation itself. You know, I did the same thing for um, some Star Wars novels when I was like in sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would just, I would draw, I did this, I drew the pages and then like where the words were, I made word balloons. George Lucas's Star yeah. Wars, volume one. <laughs> by Brett White. By Brett, written and illustrated by Brett White. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so the log line for Parker. Oh. Uh, the story itself, what if you were... A villain. What if you... Okay, so is the this, log line for log it line? themselves. I, there's, there's not a log line on here. Hey, but you want me to read the back of it? Or do you want to make it? Well, I was going to make it up, but that's... Oh, we have you were it. saying with such conviction, I thought there was Oh, one. no, well, no. I think actually the best log line is because <laughs> this, this, this story has been made into several movies, point blank, uh, with Lee Marvin, and then Payback, Mel Gibson. And Payback, I think, had the best log line because hmm. the log line was... Get ready to root for the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I feel like that is what yeah, Parker is. Because there's yeah. a moment in here where I think he considers raping an unconscious woman, like when he's like going to like stake out in the like was it like the laundromat across the street from the he was in a beauty, uh, beauty salon. salon. Yeah, and he like punches a woman in the face. Sure. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to want a piece of that after I kill the guy. And well, I'm like Par- Parker is a bad. Yeah. That's this is a mature book because he is a bad person. Yeah. He is a yeah. criminal. Yeah. He is a bad person. But he is a bad person with a very set code. Yeah. Not a moral yeah. code. It's no, a code yeah, of ethics. ethics. Yeah. I don't even know if I can say ethics, because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a code of, like, rules. Like, these are the rules I follow. He, does, he, he takes jobs. He doesn't take jobs too often, only when he needs the money. Yeah. And if he doesn't feel good about the job, he won't take it. Because he doesn't want to go to jail. And it's not good about it moral-wise. It's just good about it, like, whether or not it's actually going to be a yeah. job that will get him money. If the job has cowards or people like that on it, he won't take it because that's how you get in jail. Yeah. Yep. And he won't, uh, he, leading up to a job, he won't sleep with a woman uh, because he's so focused on the job. And also, but then, but then after the job, oh, man. he lets loose. He's going to pump some J's into some LDs. Some J's into LD? Uh, well, first off, we should let you know that we will be covering mature themes in this episode. Oh, yeah. And to expand, I meant jizz into ladies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Aren't you glad you asked? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Parker uh, Parker is the story of, um, of a crook uh, who yeah. is wronged and comes back. To take revenge on the people that wronged him. And this is a man that you do not want to cross. And we find out through this story, the hard way, what happens when you cross a man like Parker. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting thing about how there's no one to root for. Like, Parker's a bad person. Because I feel like um, other stories of this kind, like, you would have a character just like Parker, but... He would have, like, a daughter that he really cares about. Or, yeah. like, he's doing... Like, even, like, Mike on Breaking Bad was, like, doing a lot of it because he has a granddaughter that he yeah. loves. Uh, but, like, Parker has a wife that he, it like... But she's one of the ones that wrongs him. Yeah, exactly. He, like, she... But he's like, man, pff, cut your face he's, off. He's, yeah. I think also part of it is the fact that, like, every everyone, he's... He doesn't trust a lot of people, and the few people he trusted, especially in this particular adventure, yeah. all double-crossed him. So he's yeah. a lone man. And then I think later on in the book, you meet a girl that he he doesn't even yeah. he doesn't even really feel like he's friends with, but he just he knows her, and he kind it's of history. even takes advantage of her too, and kind of well, he threatens to kill her, or like, like life. do this thing, or and then she does. He's like, well, I have to leave town. I have to yeah. get out of here because you just ruined my life. But has anything that has. We've had, throughout our lives, people have done bad shit to us or maybe backstabbed us, but has yeah. anyone ever convinced our wife to shoot to us, kill us. <laughs> then killed our, 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 tricked our friends into thinking oh, we were going to kill them, killed yeah. them, then left us for dead in a burning building and took all our money? Yeah. Has anyone ever done that? I, I no. mean, I'd be pretty pissed, too. Are there any... Do it we wasn't even... burning. 
<laughs> the building was not burning. It was no, <laughs> no, it never. was a girlfriend at the time, not a wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, or, or do any of the other uh, Parker books go into like prequel mode, or is this like the start of the Parker story? Or are this, they all? I think this is the start of the Parker story. I guess you could view the score. No, because the score because he, he has this story, and then the out the second one is the outfit, which is kind of a continuation okay. as he takes on the outfit, and then the score is just a heist. So I'm pretty sure this, I mean, maybe the actual book series does, but this one yeah. is the start of the Parker story. Because this, this could be viewed as, like, the birth of the merciless cold bastard. Yeah. Like, before the hunter, like, maybe he was a criminal who was like, man, not that bad of a guy. Like, he'll just take a job, he's like, you know, fine. Yeah. But this actually, now you mention it, is the worst possible scenario. Yeah, and what, a, what an introduction, too, by the way. The very first page after the establishing shot of New York City, 1962, is Parker standing on what I believe is, is that the GW Bridge? Um, <clears throat> that, uh, that, that goes, that separates onto the Henry Hudson Parkway, but he's standing in the middle of traffic, and a text box at the top says when a fresh-faced guy in a Chevy offered him a lift, Parker told him to, and continues in the dialogue itself, go to hell. <laughs> and then we watch Parker as he silently stalks across Manhattan. Yeah. And all we see... And again, this is gorgeous. Uh, the 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 artwork itself is beautiful. Well, I, I this is a, this is you never read any Parker before this either. Neither I had not. So in, the, in tradition of in the tradition of the lock and key, the last episode. Um, this is this t- is a this is a book where our guest picked something that neither of us that neither of us have read. Uh, and I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into. I knew people like Parker, but as soon as the very, that very first splash page of New York 1962. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> because, first of all, I love New York City because I live here. Uh, I love the 60s. A lot. You do. Um, and I love the look of this book, the look of this cookbook. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that opening splash, like, I want, this should be a print at Ikea, almost. Like, yeah. Like, I would love a giant thing of this in my living With the room. text, too. Yeah. I would I would. The text that. is essential. Yeah. Uh, and then when I, when I started flipping... When I started reading, I was like, oh, no, the entire book is this gorgeous, like, gray-blue... Two-toned, yeah. Like, like this wash. <clears throat> is that, like, watercolor, maybe? I think some are watercolor, some are just inks, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Like, this like this one right here with the the waitress, that looks like that's inks. But then, yeah. like, the one where he's coming crawling through the window, or, like, mm. these look like a different type of... Sure. Yeah. Sure. So it looks like he uses... He's able to use different styles of inks and watercolors, but they all have a consistent color palette and look. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And, and then... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like, also, like, there are... I feel like it's it's shocking to me that comics are so rewarding and the fact that I've been reading comics for 20 years now, maybe over 20 years, and I just now... I'm still seeing innovation. I'm still seeing things that surprise me. And the fact that this is, this is a comic book-style story... Comic storytelling where there are no panel borders. There's just there's yeah. just like it's just a simple thing. Oh, like great that. point. Like, there's yeah. no panel borders anywhere. It's just these amazing pages of just art, and, and it's not to its detriment. But like sometimes it just looks like a piece of art, and you have to really look at it to tell like, oh no, these are three different panels. Yeah, they just look so gorgeous next to each other. They it's well, what's amazing too is as he stalks through New York City, we watch him walk across the bridge. There's a slight cameo by a blonde woman who we come to find out will be his uh, will turn out to be his wife that he doesn't realize he walks past. Oh, but every wait, single page, really? Uh, yeah, on page uh, page ten, does it? I believe that to be his ex-wife. Or I don't, I didn't, I don't think that is. I could be wrong, but I think that I thought that was why she blushed the way that she did as he walked past. Oh. Uh, although that also could just be a woman, but. Um, well, women are terrified of men who <laughs> walk on bridges. I, well, I mean, look, this man looks so angry. I oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there was the the, the bridge walker, that, that serial killer that yeah. in the summer of 1962 in New now, York City. I want to clarify, everyone is terrified of people that walk on bridges. Oh, not yeah. Just, not just women. Thank you. Oh, yeah. But each page, if you look at each page as he walks through, there is, speaking of this being art that you could hang on your wall, each page tells uh, a story... 
in itself yeah. as he walks across the city. Like the like the subway, like the page where Parker jumps the turnstile and gets onto the subway. It's the the top panel is just him in a Dutch angle. Uh, broodingly walking down the subway yeah. stairs in shadow, and then we see an establishing shot of the train pulling in, and then him jumping the turnstile, and then the unsuspecting security guard looking up after the fact, and then we see him on the train. Or even, it's just a short story. Or even look at this one. like It's just it's a six-panel grid, two-panel, two-panel, two-panel columns. Uh, it's like shown from an angle from, it looks like, like his shirt button. Yeah. Oh, pretty waitress, uh, pours him a cup of coffee, he drinks the coffee, he, he, I guess, asks for a cigarette. She gives him one. He breaks off the filter. She's kind of like, blushing, like she thinks he's. She gives him the cigarette that she was smoking. Oh, that's right. That's what she. Yeah, that's true. And then, then he blows. He takes the cigarette, blows smoke in her face, tosses a coin, and walks out the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and then he goes to the Department of Motor Vehicles and forges himself a driver's license, which you could do back then, obviously. I think people, the people that like to watch shows like Mad Men for oh. like the fun, uh, fun stuff, like oh, that was what it was like back then. Whether it's yeah. accurate or not, would also love this book for I things love like Mad Men, and I love that. For things like like the driver's license, like, I had no idea that's what driver's license looked like back yeah. then. But that makes sense. Yeah, and what I love about this too, and, and again, this is just because Darwin Cook is the type of guy that will not uh, even speak down to his audience. Is that's not called out in any way. You know what I mean? It's it's a silent. This is a silent story being told as he tries to reassemble whatever semblance of a life he has left, and we're just accepting that these are how things happened yeah. at that time. Because Parker is so good at being bad that all of this is done without words because he's does it that confidently. And who would he who would he, who would he tell? Yeah, and, and, and I know yeah. that like we've all read a lot of comics, especially first issues of comics. You look at the new 52 yeah. first issues, how many of them are all like... First person narration. First person narration caption like, boxes and how overbearing can that be? Especially when it seems completely unrelated to the action that's yeah. happening. Yeah. And it's refreshing just to see action and not words. You don't need words. As Larry Hama showed us in those issues of G.I. Joe, yeah. sometimes when you got snake eyes and storm shadow, you don't need... A- no shit. <laughs> um, but no I also... Shed. Not only does he look confident, <laughs> he also like... He seems pissed. He's pissed off. Like, it's it's not so much... It seems like through the body language that Darwin Cook gives Parker, he's just like, ugh, I'm doing this again. Like, I know how to do this. Like, just let me do this. It yeah. just seems very much like, just get it over with. Come on. Yeah. Come and, on. And, through, and just through the visuals, we also learn what type of guy he is. He blows smoke in a waitress's face. Yeah. He tells a guy to go to hell that's trying to give him a right. Well, that wasn't a silent panel. But he also forges... He forges a, a driver's license. Then he also goes to a diner, gets a meal, and very clearly leaves exact change with no yeah, tip. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a guy who's out for himself. Yeah. It's show, don't tell. Times infinity. Like, yeah. to the, like the best. Yeah. And then Parker... So Parker reestablishes himself by... Uh, forging a driver's license, then going to several banks... I love that. ...and saying that he misplaced his checkbook until he hits on one that happens to have yep. a bank account with the same fake name that he's given, and then takes that takes that new checkbook, writes a bunch of checks to buy watches, and then pawns the watches immediately for fast cash, and, uh, and then we begin the, uh, the, the plot itself. Yep. This gave me a lot of ideas. First of all, I got to time travel back to 1962. Yeah, I then, felt like I felt like reading this part. I felt like, well, if I ever fall, I find myself in a time machine, I yeah. know how to be an asshole in 1962. It's kind of like trying to figure out how to make meth by watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of like big machines. Well, I recognize the periodic wonder, table of elements in the credits. I, I wonder if there are actual like writers table discussions on Breaking Bad. We're like, okay, well. We can't show them, like, we have to, like, cut out these steps. Like, if there are steps, like, they're trying to, like, do the show and show the cook without actually showing you how to make meth on television. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so that is a funny discussion. I don't know. Man, uh, it's, it's, it's great. And, and then, like, he's, he's ruthless. And I, maybe that's why, actually, I was trying, we were talking earlier about why people had pseudonyms back then. I think that might have been why Richard Stark wrote this, or Donald Westlake wrote this under the pseudonym of Richard yeah. Stark. Because it was... He's such a bad person, and the stuff he does yeah. is so mean. 
especially, especially the way he treats women is awful. And yeah. Mad Men is bad how they treat women. This this book is terrible, and it's it is it's upsetting. Yeah, as well because immediately. When we jump into the plot, the first thing that he does is shows up at his ex well, his current suppo- wife. yeah current wife's house and uh, and opens the door and smacks her in the face <clears throat> and knocks her to the ground. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing that he says to her is, "Get up, cover, cover yourself." yourself. Uh, I feel like "cover yourself" is the most dickish thing you can say. Like I feel like that's like code word for this guy's a dick. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, when has... She also shot him. Oh, yeah. We I don't mean, know. I'm, not, I'm not excusing... Yeah. I'm not excusing... Yeah. yeah, true that. ...hitting women. True that. She did shoot him once. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, That's true. true. That. Um, do you feel like... Do you feel like if if a woman shot you and left you for dead, the first thing you would do when you got back to her home is smack her in the face, though? Maybe if she had a gun... <laughs> on her and pointing at me. Yeah, but yeah. she does like, like no, she just opened the door and does it. not. No, I yeah. would not do it. But but the but you're not Parker. I'm not Parker. I'm probably I, I probably would just die when she shot me the first time. Yeah, you know? that's true. Well, also like it bounces off his belt buckle. Yeah, yeah, and I have an open belt buckle. I don't have like a yeah. Oh boy, I'm dead. Well, I wonder how do we think she was actually like. Do you think that she was aiming for the belt buckle? Was she no. actually trying to kill him? <laughs> no, I don't think that she was because She's of the way that she... not an marksman? <laughs> yeah. It looks like she just raises the gun and does it quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's all luck. Yeah. Another thing that's interesting about this and how bad of a guy Parker is, he, so he, he, we get some backstory then that this... And by the way, I, this is okay for spoiling stuff, but yeah, this spoilers. is a book that is, I think is okay to spoil because it's meant to be... Enjoyed for the experience, not necessarily the twist or the the plot points. It's not told linearly, so even like reading the first half of it is a spoiler for the middle of it. In a that's way, true. Yeah. Like, that's true. So he's he gets he 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 basically the plot. He uh, goes to a neutral city to meet about this job where he takes his wife with him. Uh, the job he doesn't like it. So in the cab, yeah, the guy who's driving the cab recognizes him from another job, offers him a different job that he's in on. And Parker already doesn't like this guy. Like, thinks this guy has all the signs of a coward, of someone yeah. that's going to turn... a loud mouth. A loud mouth. Like, someone that will be a, you know, a backstabber. But he needs the money, and against his code of rules, he takes the job. So, after they do the job, which involves smuggling... Which I need to actually look at that. It's smuggling yeah, that, guns was... from, like, Canada to an island to South America. So there are, uh... And murdering tons of people and doing so. Yeah, it's gorillas in South America that meet in Cal- in a, yeah. on an island off the coast of California Rebels with... dollar sign. With, uh, uh, guns smuggled from the U.S. to Canada that fly out of Canada, and they meet... They both meet halfway at an island, uh, and exchange yeah. cash for guns. Because it was, you know, <laughs> cash for guns... Yeah, the cash for gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash for guns. Hi, I'm Louis Jackson. Cash for guns is one of the fastest growing programs in America. <laughs> we pay you in two dollar bills. Two dollar hey. bills spend anywhere. Sacagawea dollars also available. Is that? A, I know that was a Texas thing where there was a scrap metal place where their their gimmick was they pay you in two dollar bills. Where did they get all those really? two dollar bills? I have no idea. As a Parker style heist to get all those two dollar bills. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When the old man asked him where he got all those two dollar bills, Parker told him. Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so they they basically bombard this smuggling thing, kill all the people, steal the money and the guns, which they I'm assuming sell for a profit. Yeah. And then they they're staying at a former or a Hollywood yeah. star's house that's yeah. not there. And Parker decides that he's going to go murder this guy. Yeah. Uh, because he knows that he's going to at one point turn them on. Yeah. He's a loose end. Yeah. This so, is the He's like, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of my wife first. Yeah, yeah, he pumps some J's and smells. Like, this is some sensual, sensual pages. So he's on his way to backstab someone when he himself gets backstabbed by everyone. Yeah. So, karma. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, is it karma or is it him tying... The way that Parker sees it is is he tying up a loose end. Yeah, it's his way of saving his ass for later. Sure. I mean, it was Mal's fault for being a loose end. Like, he but could I mean, have just had his shit together, and he wouldn't have needed to get popped. Yeah, and the loudmouth Mal is in a place where he is that we discover, because he is a loudmouth. He's exactly what Parker thinks he is. Yeah. And he's a man who uh, who owes the syndicate, which is code for... for basically, it's like the mob. Yeah. Uh, but he owes them $40,000, 
because he lost $40,000 of cocaine. Which is a ton of money in 1962. Oh, yeah. It's a ton of money in 2012. That's a ton of cocaine in either era, too. (laughs) (laughs) What does that inflate to? Like... A billion dollars? The diner scene earlier, he orders a, looks like a steak for $2.25. Yeah. So, $40,000. So you figure that's that's 20 times. You figure you go to New York and you get a good steak somewhere. Now, you're running like $40. Yeah. Even $40. That's a power of 20. So, a power of 20 How nice was that diner? I really could go to like a diner and get a steak for like $20. $20. Okay, so that's still a power of 10. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, so if yeah. I, I'm I'm pulling out my iPhone and I'm pulling out the calculator because I'm bad at math, um, and I'm sure that while, while you're doing that, we'll keep talking about this story. Like, well, I also like the part where where they talk about the uh, the heist um, that they were doing like, is is illustrated in a different way than the rest of the book. Uh, it's where it switches to just full on text, almost like a storybook, almost like a children's storybook with a lot more like sex and guns. Um, but it's also colored in like a zip tone. Is that the phrase? Like zip a tone. Yeah, like it has, like a little, you can see like all the little pixels. Like it looks <laughs> more uh, I don't know, it looks more comic booky in a way. Or more... Well there's definitely like, like even the illustration itself on those, on those pages is a little bit different. And I like that I like the use of the sort of zip a tone text. It adds a texture to the map itself. Yeah. That isn't there. That isn't there. You know, because this is a flat drawing. You know. Yeah. And I got them state numbers yet? Yeah, it creates. You know what it creates for me? It creates the idea that we're not that we're looking at the documents that Parker had in his hands. Yeah. yeah. We're looking at the map that he had. Oh yeah. We're looking at the photo of uh uh what's his name uh, Ryan and Sill that he had on file. We're looking at the. Photo of the the place that they found, yeah, for them to like, hide away. Yeah, so we're acting like that. That sort of creates that like and the ashtray of cigarettes and the coffee cup he's drinking from. Why is yeah. looking at all this? Yeah, it's 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 great. So he like he does this job. It goes wrong. Mal not only convinces his wife to to turn on him, which he does out of fear because he threatens her, but he convinces his crew to turn yeah. on as well. The head guy who kind of is funding the whole thing, they kill, and Mal takes off with all the money, kills everyone but Parker's yeah. wife, and they leave Parker for dead. Which, I mean, by the way, the reasons that he leaves her alive and just the cringeworthiness of yeah. Mal's. Okay, so Mal watches them have sex that yeah. night. And uh, I think it's. I, I don't know. It looks almost like the uh, Norman Bates shower scene <laughs> yeah. from the Vince Vaughn psycho where he masturbates <laughs> while watching her yeah. uh, because of the faces that he's making and just the the, 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 the greed and the lust that yeah. Mal has in his face and the way that well, Hook draws Mal, him. I think it's funny. It's, it's When you do stories like this, you often have the the bad guy and then you have a the antagonist. The bad guy's a protagonist, but your antagonist is also bad. So how do you show that this yeah. guy's bad. And what I think, it's not what Darwin Cook does, it's what I guess Richard Stark does, but yeah. what is really smart with Malice, he is just as bad as a person, morally, as Parker is, yeah. but he's worse because he's he's spineless. He, yeah. he has no code. He has no code. He treats, uh, he treats women probably even worse than Parker does. Yeah. He, um, well, because he gets prostitutes. Parker was at least married. Yeah. I don't know, because that, that's something like... Well, yeah. and, and Parker just, at least has the guts to commit to a woman. I have no Parker, idea Parker like feels that. like, I'm a man. I'm yeah. a, a man who's a criminal. It's what I do. Whereas Mal is just a sloppy, spineless guy. Yeah. Always trying to sell out everyone well, for everything. Because even, like, the thing that... <coughs> I feel like their biggest difference is the fact that, like, Mal just is not as good at his job. Like, by the end of this, like, I'm rooting for the guy, like, I start rooting for Parker just because he gets it done. Like, he does things well. Whereas, like, Mal's whole plan to double-cross Parker is actually pretty genius. Like, he just should have made sure Parker was dead. Yeah. Like, that's his biggest But he can't, he doesn't have the balls to actually yeah. even shoot Parker. Yeah. He convinces he, his wife to do it. If he had just c- shot him himself, then Mal could have easily, like, oh, he's brave, he can make plans, he might be the hero of this story. You know what it but is? He's, a, he's not. 
this isn't a story. This isn't a story where there's a hero. There's a, uh, the the protagonist becomes the most consistent character because yeah. Mal is not a consistent character. Mal, and that is why he's spineless. He's someone that if you you don't know how he's going to react to a situation, except that it will probably be badly. Yeah, Parker well, yeah. is a person who has a code, who has a routine. That's what he wants to get back to is the routine that he oh, had yeah. in his life. And as someone who who runs their runs their life on a routine and by a watch, they're consistent. It's a consistency of character there that we can access yeah. as readers that you can't with a with a, a sleaze bag like Mal. Yeah. Um, so and then Parker has some problems because even if Parker gets, we find out. Even if Parker gets to Mal, Parker wants his revenge and he also wants his money. But Mal doesn't have his money because he paid it yeah, to this giant. And they love the way they show this mob. It's funny. Some people call them the syndicate. Other people call them the outfit. Yeah, the outfit. Um, some people call them the organization. Yeah. And they're like, it looks like they're in like an. It even says like Frederick Sharp Investments. It's like they're yeah. in a high rise building. I love all of the interior design. As the gay man here, I love all the interior design in <laughs> yeah. this book. Yeah. Uh, like just well, like and the, look at the costumes the, too. Like, I like at, the lobby. Look at this outfit. This this. I'm not gonna lie. I like. I was jealous of the suit that Parker buys at the beginning of the story. Yeah, that black suit with the with the the killer, the killer white button up shirt. Okay, I'm gay, so I don't really notice hot women in comics like naturally. Um, Sure. uh, Foggy Nelson, drawn by Chris Somney, is hot to me. That's my (laughs) barometer. Um, but like when I was looking at the prostitute on page 75, is it page 75 in yours too? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Right? She's good. Well, I think Darwin Cook. Like, oh yeah. He yeah, comes from the, it's the, the same really type well. of, I think Darwin Cook also, also worked on some, uh, Tim, uh, Bruce Tim oh, stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. They come from the same, I feel like school of what they think is a beautifully drawn woman, which I agree with. It's just a very oh, yeah. classy, very classy look. With a nice, nice outfit, beautiful hair, uh, hairstyle, yeah. and it's not a terrible like yeah. Greg Land of the ass shot of a. Yeah, just said the bad words. But they're the good women. <laughs> the good women in this story again are the ones, or the better women are the ones with consistency of character as well. Yeah, and they're Lynn they're ones, and they look like that. real women. Too. Like look at this, like this woman. She's she's topless, I think, in this picture, but. Uh, that looks like a real body shape of a of yeah. a voluptuous woman, especially in the sixties. Yeah, she's kind well. she's she's curvy, but she still has like a little bit of a, a not not chubby, but like a nice like roundness to her. She's not like giant yeah. hips, super skinny waist, and then yeah. giant boobs. Yeah. yeah. It, that feels like what if you looked at any movie star from that time. That's what she would look like. She looks like yeah. Well, uh, in that photo with those curves, she reminds me of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. In that way, and that's I I love I love seeing a beautiful woman with class drawn in a comic because it, there's no it yeah. feels like it, it feels like a woman is trying too hard if it's like an up the ass shot. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, but it's it's the artist itself trying to. It, it almost feels like me thinks thou doth protest too loudly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there's no reason a beautiful woman like for me, like a beautiful woman could be standing like could be standing just like this, sophisticated with her clutch in front of her, her jacket over her yeah. arm, and this is a fully buttoned, there's no cleavage showing, yeah. nothing like that. She's clearly wearing a, a like what looks like either a wool or polyester suit with, with texture in it, so there's not even, but but just the grace that she has yeah. is, is to me, incredible. Uh, a lot of superhero women should look more like this prostitute in a dang, in a, <laughs> Dwayne, in a dang cook, in a dang cook. Oh, no. Dwayne. Da- dang cook Darwin. adapts Parker. Hey, you, 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 you know what, you get shot. And then you're like, where's the van? Where's the van? So I grab him out by the nutsack and I just squeeze. And you just go, you ever notice? Because when you get a guy, you get a guy and you just kind of like squeeze his nuts. You know, and then you just squeeze him. Uh, I think also because you said that Darwin Cook's line, like you look at 
uh, I think what they talk about when you can tell a really great artist, you just look at their pencils, look at their line. Oh yeah. I had I had one panel I wanted to, I wanted to bring up, but just it's so simple. It's such a simple line. If you were to look at how many lines are on this panel. Oh yeah, it's on like, page seventy six in the hardcover version. It's Parker asleep next to his wife. Yeah, there's Isn't she it, doesn't have a nose, but it's yeah, like, it's, it's all there. But still. it's yeah, you're, it's implied that's through Matt. through um, it's yeah. Matt. Yeah, oh, that's oh Matt. yeah, yeah, this is Mal in the process. Oh, that's right, that's Sorry. right. So it's just a few simple lines that give you the right idea of the image. It's not overly drawn or overly um, what you call it uh, cross hatched or yeah. rendered yeah. or you know it it it's it's beautiful. I think Darwin Cook's. I mean, his the, his line work is so. Yeah, I, I, I could see if I was an artist. It's the economy would, of line work. Yeah, that exactly. He, has. He, say he has enough on the page to get the story across, and then also leaves a lot for your imagination. So, which is exciting. Darmagook also like all of, all the other art that he does. He also like he does the art. Like he colors it. No, he does. Dave Stewart colors him. Um, on like on, a super on new yeah. frontier yeah, or something. Like all, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think is what do you think Darwin Cook considers his actual like artistic expression like stuff like Parker or stuff like New Frontier? I would assume I would assume it's stuff like Parker because I mean I don't know we, I, I I don't know unless he want to call him is he speed that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Hey, hey, Darwin. Well, uh, what's what's also great though about that sort of economy of line work though too is when you get to something like the double page spread of Mal jumping out of the bed, which yeah. is heavily inked and darkly lit. And and like render the opposite more. of what well, we're saying. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it's that release. It's the payoff there is so huge. Yeah. If every page is a splash page, then nothing's a splash page, right? Well, also, I want to say on page eighty one where he's like where the dude is, you know, it's like the page of him having sex with a prostitute. But like the page where he sees like that panel on the bottom of eighty one where he sees, and that's when he saw Parker coming through the bedroom window. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way he draws Parker on that panel is just like we just have one eye peering through the darkness. Like it, it's it's like there's where it's like oh Parker is this crazy force of nature, almost. and he he is. There's a moment later in the book that I actually don't want to say if you haven't read it because it, it does show how scary Parker can be because it's when Parker realizes that he has to go to even more higher up to get his money. Oh and yeah, he's, he's with a man, and he does something that the first time I read the book I was just, I was not expecting it at all, and it blew my mind that yeah. it just happened. It seems like it happens out of nowhere. Well, he, after he he does what he does to Mal, and then he's like, well, I gotta get my money back. So he basically starts this reign of terror, this one-man war on the syndicate outfit organization, whatever, to just get his money back. That's all he wants. Yeah. Uh, this is like, uh, this is, this is, lo- this was also loosely adapted into uh, Luke Cage Hero for Hire issue 5, where Luke Cage went after Dr. Doom for his $5. Oh, I, I, really? Oh my God. You see the parallel. Shut up. Where's my money, honey? Yeah. That Sweet Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that is shocking. That, it, when I saw, I mean, it kind of ruins it because it's on the, on the second page, so you can see it a little bit, but when oh, I yeah. first saw it, I, I think I didn't notice it, and I was, it, it was like, what? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think in the last episode is where I talked about the uh, the beauty shop owner that he punches in the face that he kills on but that, on, accident. No, on, accident. on accident and you can tell like he's really pissed yeah. about it like he gets yeah. angry he kind of makes he makes a mistake yeah he accidentally kills someone that he doesn't mean to kill and it's he gets frustrated and he, and he calls her he says it's stupid that she died it's stupid yeah, that how she died idiot yeah um, well I also I I, I hate. Um, I am done with the let's cover up the murder subplot because I, I, at a time I was watching uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, I was watching three shows: Breaking Bad, Friday Night Lights. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't know, but like I was watching both those too. Yeah, I was watching. That's not a spoiler. That's a terrible alert. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sick of this. I am sick of the covering up the murder storyline. And I like that in this, he accidentally kills a girl, calls the cops, hey, come get this body, she's dead. You don't even know who I am. Oh, Done. <laughs> by the way, too, going back to when he discovers Lynn kills herself after Parker shows back yeah, up in his life. She takes more pills. She takes too many he pills. He tells her to in a way. So he goes, I keep, I keep trying, I want to kill myself. And, and, and I, or no, I, I, so she, so she can't sleep, so she takes these pills. He's like, Maybe one day you'll take too many or something yeah. like that. She says, I want to kill myself. And he says, take too many pills. Yeah. Or take more pills. And she says, I can't. I'm a coward. And then she does it. But he takes her out. 
He takes her out, puts oh, her in the right. bushes, yeah. and really disturbing. And this is earlier in the book where you're still getting kind adjusted. Of off and they don't show you yeah. what she ends up looking like. Yeah, but he cuts her face up, and you don't. It didn't. I didn't understand why until several pages later when. Parker walks out of the building as the cops are discovering the body. Yeah. But they say one of the cops is just disgusted and throwing up at the scene of the crime. And the other cop says, uh, that's okay to feel that way. You know, this is a really bad one. And the, the cop says, I don't understand. Why would someone do that to her face? And, they, and the other cop says, well, they do that so that they cut the victim's face up so that the picture doesn't show up in the paper. And he's covering his own bases even after he finds his wife's dead body so that Mal doesn't know he's in town. Ugh. And it's yeah. just... He's a, he's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kids, yeah. kids don't try to be like him. No. Uh, you mean, I don't even know why you... The, the, I don't know anyone that would read that. Maybe you think it's cool when he's like buying, like forging the thing and buying the watch. But then when you get to that point, you're just like, whoa, yeah. this guy... Uh, uh, this... We know the most amazing. This is how the Punisher should be viewed. Like, yeah, yeah. See, to me though, too, like this is a more realistic version of a Punisher. The Punisher to me now is like someone who doesn't—he doesn't actually care. I don't think he cares that. I think he's just a guy who doesn't like when other people take his stuff. Where does he get all those guns? Where does he get? How does the Punisher like buy groceries? That's, that's the story. That's the story. No, maybe Garth discovered that in like a Max Run or something. I read, but that's the if you if I got assigned to write a Punisher, like. How, where does he get the Because he yeah. can't steal it. Because that goes yeah. against his thing. So he, I, I, I'd like Is to imagine that he has an actual job. So he has like uh, a Starbucks job that he has to work. And then yeah. he gets or he's like construction. Yeah. Like, or. That's the thing about just I don't know. Quick side note or whatever that I love about Wolverine and the X Men is that like so many of the issues start off with like, hey. So-and-so isn't showing up to class. Uh, like, bills are, like, be, like... I love that aspect of showing, yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. That's one thing I realized is hard about writing my column, comic book job, or feature comic book job evaluations, that you start to realize there's a lot of comic book characters that their secret identities don't have jobs. Yeah. Or if they do have a job, they're, like, millionaire. Yeah. Well, it's like living in Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like living... We live in Williamsburg with a bunch of superheroes. We must. It's yeah. all yeah. people that... Yeah. It's either, either teenagers, college students, or millionaires. Yep. Or reporters, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and even that, like, we're like photographers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the page 104 where he kills Mal by strangling him is... Uh, he spits on him. It's 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 this great nine panel grid, <laughs> with the uh, the center panel is the close up of his bug eyed face. Well, and what's so Ugh. awesome in, in this page is structured so well. Even just the way that he plays with the like the sort of uh, uh, I guess watercolored shadows in the background that that it comes down just enough and it just slowly starts to take over the entire panel until. As he walks away, the only light that's left is slightly around yeah. Mal's body. Does he work digitally at all? Because like those sh- like does watercolor do that? Like what does ink do that? Like yeah, the way the colors. This is what you just take. Like I'm assuming what you would do is you would take this. You would uh, you would draw the figures separately, and then <clears> you would take the uh, you would do the watercolor separately, and then you would just kind of not trace but like shade. Yeah. You would put the the images over the watercolor. Because yeah. like it looks like when I uh, try like an animation to draw, cell almost yeah but like it's all it's just ink so it's just color, you just you could, tra- you could huh. just trace it in and color it in because like the brush strokes on it look almost like finger strokes on an iPad like <coughs> coloring thing sure that is not technical jargon at all <laughs> yeah iPad color dark cooks are, looks like uh, some iPad finger touchings by the way Mal slightly looks like uh, like a character that you would see in Eric Powell's The Goon. Yeah. As he's being strangled and his eyes are bugging out. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the character screaming poop potato <laughs> on uh in like issue thirty four or so of uh Well uh, um yeah. everything but like as awful as Parker is, the last like the book four part of this, because it's divided up into books, um, even though it is one book. It's like chapters. Yeah, yeah. chapters. Um is that it's one of my favorite storytelling tropes in a good way. The the underdog going against the authority. Yeah. And the authority not understanding what they're dealing with. 
Like, I love that. Yeah. Which is why the moment in Avengers, I wanna bring it back to the Avengers, that works the best. That's the theme song for yeah. Brett's new section of the show, yeah. I wanna bring it back to Let's the Avengers. Let's talk about the we Avengers again. make that a thing. Uh, well, the thing that works so great with that is either um, is Sam Jackson in the council was like, well, I think it's a stupid ass decision, and now like I love that. Like, it's like yeah. and I also love like Loki yelling at the Hulk, like you don't understand. I'm gonna, and then the Hulk just smashing him to shit. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing in the season three premiere of Buffy, where Buffy gets enslaved in that little like sweatshop teenage uh, factory, and they're like, "You're nothing. You're blah blah blah." That wasn't she's Buffy. Like, that was Anne. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, yeah, um, but it's like that's I, that's I love seeing that. I love seeing conflicts between the force of nature who has who you who has no right to win. Well, and then also that they could easily just give him his money, and he says you could. Yeah, you give me what I'm owed. He's and he's not asking for the entire take. He's just asking for what he's owed. The what is it? Forty. Yeah, it's a forty forty five thousand forty thousand dollars. And they're like, well, if this was, if you had a corporate debt with us, we would oh, give yeah. it to you. But because it's a personal thing with you and Mal, it's not happening. And, yeah. he's, and he's like, you, you don't understand. I'm, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then I'm going to find your boss. And if he doesn't do it, I'm going to kill him. And then I'm going to find his boss. Yeah. And it's like, you what? could, you could do it right now. You could solve all this right now. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're on, this is nothing like this, but it's kind of like when you're on the phone with RC and Cable, and you're like, I don't want to pay 80 bucks a month for this. And they're like, well, no, I'm not, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. And they're like, we found a new deal. It's six. That never, that never works for me. It worked for me for like years. I've tried it so many times, and I think I just don't have the conviction I, I think they can hear. I can think they can, they can hear that I'm bluffing. That I won't actually really quit cable. Yeah. Because I love my cable yeah. and internet. And so like they'd be like, I'm like, well, I'm gonna quit. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm maybe, leaving maybe, you know. maybe they'll call me back and yeah. try to win me back. So yeah. I think we've discovered that I'm more like Parker. That's you a are. Bad thing. You're Parker. That's a bad thing. You are, because I remember that time that you went into the the uh, investment bank, the investment firm that uh, handled the syndicate's money and uh, did bad things to people. Confronted the syndicate itself and started murdering people yeah. for his money. Well, also, like, also he, he's he's so smart. Like with some of us, like he approaches one guy who has bodyguards and he takes out his bodyguards so fast oh yeah and the guy's like i'm at the fire those bodyguards he's like it's your fault don't make your <laughs> muscle carry your luggage yeah yeah <laughs> i love and also like when he's talking to the first guy um and he's like no we're not doing it he's like well i now have your phone number and know your name so i will have your address by the end of the day or whatever like but in, <laughs> yeah like, as soon as i leave here it's like yeah guys I think after that, so so he uh, confronts the syndicate in their offices and begins, uh, he, he murders one guy and then tracks down the guy's, uh, the, the co-owner like the co- of the investment yeah. uh, fund who's coming back from vacation because of what Parker did. So after that... He's just mad. He's like, I don't really care if that guy died. I just wanted something like, oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah. I love that. So they... Parker finally convinces the syndicate through his actions to pay him the money, and he tells him to meet him out uh, in Canarsie. Yeah, and makes a stopover. To uh, earlier in the book, he had run into a guy lower on the rung named Stegman, mm-hmm. and told Stegman, "Don't tell Mal I'm coming." You don't want to do him any more favors. Yeah. Because if you do, I will find out and come back for you. And of course, Stegman goes and tells Mal immediately. And Mal says, you did good for telling me. And then Mal almost kills him. And we find out what type of person Mal is. So yeah. Stegman is coming out of the car dealership that he owns. And uh, it's it's several panels shot from the exact same perspective. And it's Stegman telling... Uh, Benny, that he can head home early and that Stegman will lock up. And Stegman walks out in front of his auto, uh, about his car dealership. Stegman autos, lights a cigarette, and hears uh, a detached voice that says, You said no more favors. 
And then the next panel on the top of the next page oh, yeah. is the exact same panel, but his brain being blown out yeah. of the front of his face. So uh, this is where I like the um, and the, the, fear, the fear of Stegman on his face when he when he hears Parker's voices. Yeah, yeah. The iPad is like you read the page and then you turn the you flick it and the the next thing you see is him getting his brain blown out. Whereas in the book, yeah, by the book it's amazing looking, but it's yeah. still like you see it right there. Yeah, um, just the way that Parker then Parker <laughs> steps into the panel afterwards and says, "You should have meant it." Yep. And walks away. God. A lot of smoking in this book, by the way. A lot of smoking. So, yeah, kids, would, don't smoke. This would be made now. Oh, wait, it was made now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also want to. I also wish that subway signs looked like the ones in this book. That's a weird note, but like the font choice I love on page 125. Um, and also the fact that that map on the subway looks like it was added in, in post. Like it looks yes. like an actual subway map that was just shrunk down and put on the sign. Yes. But I love the way that the typography in this is gorgeous. Yeah. And not the lettering, but just like the signage. Yeah. Well, look, the at, well, look at this, like the next page, 126. <clears throat> a guy's reading a newspaper. It's a yeah. sale on the back of the newspaper. That's such a great, like, drawing of the word sale. So, yeah. You know? <laughs> this is, Drama I, cook, listen, I think you don't need is, to pay that much attention to the word sale. Well, I mean, but they, do, this is, has to be all. I'm assuming hand lettered. It looks like every piece of it's hand lettered. You know? Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe that. I, I, I guess maybe some of the pro stuff wouldn't it be, but I don't know of a font that's like that. Yeah, I have to imagine all of this was hand lettered, <clears throat> except for the obvious stuff like some of the signage that yeah, is just very clearly. There, uh, in one of the in, in the outfit, there's a great moment where uh, the uh, not the outfit in the third book, the score where it cuts to a scene on a highway. And it's a like a barren highway, and next to the highway is a big billboard with the with an ad for coming to theaters. It's a mad, 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 mad world, and it's like the actual poster. Oh, wow. that's great! Like it's, it's oh. so good. You well, guys I mean, got to read the other two. I'm, I'm definitely gonna. I mean, that pretty much wraps up the hunter. I mean, we could spoil the end of that. He Parker gets a he gets his fresh start, or he gets. But a, it continues. I mean, you, yeah. the, this book. Can you, yeah, I will say that like reading the ending, it, the, the ending felt like it happened really quickly. Yeah, like the, the it it felt slightly anticlimactic. I think just because it wasn't as dirty as the rest of the book. You like it dirty? Yeah, Why but did I say that? but you know now that I'm thinking about it and saying that out loud, I'm realizing that maybe that is you know part of the plan. The idea that the part that goes off. The way that Parker wants it to is yeah. when Parker has his money. And that's how Parker does a job, is he gets away cleanly. Mm. All of this other dirty stuff <laughs> is stuff that he had to do because he went off script. And yeah. no one really has to die when he does it his way, either. Yeah. Except for well, Stegman, who deserves it. I feel like he says, like, how many people are gone? Just like, nine. It's like, I've killed, like, nine so far. Or something. Yeah. Like he's, I, I, could, I could have killed nine. Yeah, like, he, 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 he throws them all back on the subway. Yeah. He knows, like, so... Yeah, that's, you know, and maybe that's what it is, and I, you know, now I'm convincing myself that I'm actually okay with that, because I like that idea. Yeah, by the time we get to Canarsie, that's, we finally see how Parker runs, runs a racket. Nobody died there. He beat them all up, he took everybody out efficiently, left them to their own device, like, knocked them out, put them on the train, but people were hurt, but not killed. Uh, it was clean. And that's the thing that they say earlier that Parker cares about. He wants a clean job. He wants something with uh, little yeah. to no police tail. He doesn't. He wants to get his money and get out with as little hassle from other people as possible. Yeah. Just like all of us, you know? I hate police tail. Oh, police tail. Well, this is like one of those improv notes that I remember Joe Wingert uh, giving in my 202 where, um, where he was like, don't argue. Like, everyone, like, think about your day. Think about how much painstaking process you go through to not argue with people. How you, as a person, don't like arguing. So why in your improv scene are they all arguments? Because, like, your characters don't want to argue as much as you don't want to argue. Yeah. Uh, unless it really warrants it, just, like, resist that urge and find, like, you know. I was like, yeah, like, that's Parker. Parker, guys. Parker. Yeah. I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna get the other hardcovers. They're that great. They just get, and, like, they're both, they're all different in their own way. And like I said, the, are they all the same like two tone? They're all, they're all two toned. 
Do I they think, do different colors? Is I there think, like a green uh, one? I, if, if I remember correctly, I think... <laughs> is there a purple one? I'm pretty sure the score... Yo, perp! <laughs> the score has like a brownish one, but I think the outfit is uh, the same, but I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, I can't remember exactly. I was going to bring them both, and I should have, and I would have just loaned them to you. Oh, jeez. Now I'm like a I'm on Amazon Prime, that business. Amazon yeah. Prime! Well, guys, got Amazon Prime. We're sponsored by Amazon Prime. Which is true. But yeah, uh, plugs. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, just my stuff on iFanboy. Uh, just go to iFanboy in general. It's a great website. And I'm on Twitter. Uh, I also, my wife and I, we haven't done one in a while, but we're going to start doing them soon. We shoot sketches together. Uh, she produces them. I write them. Oh, awesome. Under under what name? Uh, if you if, if, Under Timmy Loves Julie. If you go to YouTube and just search Timmy Loves Julie, we have a channel. And we have oh, a couple cool. sketches up on there. That and we're nice. looking to get a bunch... Uh, shot. We took a little break of the summer. Looking to get a bunch shot over the over the fall. Oh, nice time. fall season. Yeah, fall season's fall good season, season for yeah, shooting yeah. the sketch. Season. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brett White. You can read my column on comic resources uh, in your Face Jam, um, which goes up weekly. Uh, and I write columns that are way too long. I think. I've become I'm starting to get like obsessed with like seeing how long people write like so I can yeah I feel sometimes like sometimes I see some columns on websites and I'm like come on that's not a column that's like yeah two paragraphs what? yeah yeah well that's why I, I don't even I can't even call what I do a column because it's like a weird feature thing just to yeah jokes. but it's good to know that like if I don't hit two thousand words it's fine yeah <laughs> uh, but anyway you can also see. Um, uh, when is this going up? If you're in New York City on October 31st, Halloween, you should come out to the Upright Citizens, Citizens Brigade Theater for the fourth year of Monster Night Live. Yeah. Uh, which is what my old mod team, uh, Thunder Gulch, we first did that show four years. This is our fourth one, so 2009? 2000, yeah, 2009. It's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's Saturday Night Live, but hosted by a monster with a musical guest. And then we have Weekend Update, a host, like monologues, sketches, everything. It's a uh, really, really funny show. Yeah. Every year it is it is <clears throat> so much fun. Last, uh, the first year was Dracula with musical guest Depeche Mode. The second year was Michael Myers from Halloween and The Wallflowers. And last year was the Invisible Man and Oasis. Um, we've already we've decided what this year's is, but top secret. Um, awesome. Yeah, and follow me on Twitter at Brett White if I didn't say it. Awesome. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Little. You can catch my column on comic books nowhere because I do not have one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, comic books nowhere should be a website. Comic books nowhere. I'll I'll register that okay. and then just leave a blank, just yeah, white yeah. space. Do you have like a Tumblr or a blog or anything? I do. What's your Tumblr? Uh, my Tumblr. Tell me so I can follow. It. You know, I don't even remember what my Tumblr name. Actually, is. I think I, I did start following. I think I did the thing where I logged into Facebook and it brought on my. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. that might be. It might be mattlittle.tumblr.com. You know, I I just uh, I haven't. Uh, I've been so concentrated on other projects, I haven't really done anything with yeah, Tumblr. Don't ride hard, guys. Don't What's, ride hard. No, ride me as hard as you want to. Especially <laughs> if you're drawn like Darwin Cook draws especially women. Especially if it's yeah. post-heist job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I'm, if I'm coming down <laughs> off of a heist, then let's That's when we jay need. some LDs on the tumblers. What? Um, uh, this is why I don't write on time. <laughs> uh, you can go to mattandbrettlovecomics.com where you can check out all of our back issues. We have some really awesome stuff on there. A whole lot of awesome stuff. Uh, you can check out... What are ones we don't ever mention? They're really good, too. To uh, you can check out Drew Johnston oh, and yeah. Nicole Dressel and the two of us reading one of my all-time favorite books, which is in my top 35, <laughs> uh, Quantum and Woody. Yes. One through five. Never read. Oh, you get the fuck off this podcast oh, and you geez. go to hell. Bye, no. guys. Back <laughs> <laughs> no, no. my sleeping bag and my toothbrush. Uh, Seriously, Quantum Woody is like one of the. I love that book to death. Uh, you can also uh, check out. Um, oh no, we always talk about Jubin Parang with X Force Volume Two. Come on. It's the only time we've done a comic book that we don't like. Yeah. And it was a blast. It was it was pretty ridiculous. You can check out uh, Nicole and Brett and Carrie Maguire and I reading Courtney Crummer and the Night Things. Yes. Which has a fantastic story from Carrie Maguire about her creepy experiences in college. Yeah, at um, the NYU uh, drama school. Yes. One of those. 
Oh, it involved so a weird baby. Yeah, yeah, it totally anyway. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can also go back and check out, we've had Ryan Stegman, Chris Roberson, Kelly Sue DeConnick on the show. Their episodes are great, um, especially if you want to hear Kelly Sue DeConnick talk about planetary. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Uh, everybody wants that. Uh, yeah, so also leave us ratings on iTunes, tell all your friends, tweet at us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy anything that we talk about, click through from the website. That kicks a little bit of money back to us at no cost to you, of course. And if you're just going to buy anything on, Amazon, anything on Amazon, click through to Amazon from our site. Because yeah. we still get a kickback. With this no cost and, to you. And buy it from me. Buy me some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's buy fine. Timmy some stuff. From Amazon by clicking through the link from our website. So you pay money, we get some of that money, and Timmy gets a product. Yeah, and you don't have to pay any more for it than you already would when You're you pay for something. You're just taking money out of Amazon's pocket and putting yeah. it in our pocket and putting a product in Timmy's bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you you guys are the Robin Hoods of our podcast. So I take for the rich, gift to poor Timmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming, Timmy. I was a blast. I had a great time, and I hope you guys have me back. Yeah! I'd love to do that. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was the most... Yeah! Uh, yeah. We'll meet some X-Men first. <laughs> well, we'll have you on to talk about uh, an X-Men thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. We'll right. do it. We'll okay. That sounded like the most like. Yeah. yeah all right. Y'all can, I'll let y'all pick. <laughs> and it's not gonna be. It's gonna. It's not. It's gonna be a deep cut. So what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Like Messiah Complex or something? No, no, yeah. no. That's not a deep cut. Oh, that's not a deep <laughs> no, cut. No. Like, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking like, like X-Men in Australia or some. Yeah, some like some shit. weird. Yeah, like. He's talking like Cyborg. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, or I'm talking about like Scott Lobdell, Joe Matarera. Uh, quiet issues. God, yeah, Iceman, Iceman oh. and his father. Iceman and his father after getting beat up. Got... Cannonball and Gladiator. No, that was that was explosive. Cannonball beat up Gladiator. I don't even know who Gladiator is. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge comic fan. He's I... on my desk. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Uh, we will see you again next week. Until then, this is Matt. This is Brett. And Peace we... out. We love comics. Yeah. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> what? What? What's happening? <laughs>